The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard. You're about to hear from Randy Shannon, and we got Mike, our announcer, in the background. Everybody's bright-eyed and bushy-tailed this morning. Here it is. It's, oh my gosh, April, May the 6th here and. Today may be the day that we actually find out about the RV. The word is circulating that it happened in Canada at 347. So we'll see how that all plays out. Because, boy, I, I've, been, I've been waiting for this moment for absolute years, and I thought it's been here more than once, and it looks like it actually could be here today. So we'll be checking that out. may not know by the end of the hour, but keep your bright, bright eyes open and your, your bushy ears up and listening because it looks like this process that's been going on for years is actually culminating right now. So you are listening to Waking Up in America being quite titillated at the possibility of um, financial wealth for many people in this country. There's a lot of things going on, and we'll talk more about that today. I'm on the air today with Randy Shannon and uh, our wonderful (laughs) co-host, CW, where are you, baby? Call home. Haven't heard from him since February the 6th. Hmm? (laughs) What'd you say? He said, <laughs> "We're looking for." We sent out a bird dog looking for Waldo. So come on, ET, call home. We're we're looking for you. Um, there's there looks like there's treasure for all. So be a torchbearer today. Run around and uh, let people know that the world is absolutely changing. <laughs> Bob Sarkovsky of the Home Shopping Network says that we're doing radio that will change the world. What can I tell you? Well, we're just letting the world know what's going on the best that we can find out. Some of the stuff we hear is rumor. A lot of it. The beauty of dialogue is is that you can you can run with anything and. Uh, what we were talking about before the show started today was that I had gone to see the movie, Robert Redford's movie last night, uh, called The Company You Keep, and it's about the weathermen in the 1960s, and we were actually Googling it um, before the show so that we could find out just what the weathermen are up to. The cast in the movie is superb. It's got Nick Nolte, Robert Redford, uh, Susan Sarandon, all the oldies but goody stars, Shia LaBeouf, the young, youngest probably of the group, and Robert, <coughs> excuse me, Robert Redford has done it again. And what I was telling Randy was so interesting in the um, movie theater was, as I know I don't sound like it, but yes, I am 72 and I will be 73 this year, and sometimes I feel not like that at all, and other times I'm very sure that I'm older as my bones creak sometimes so i was sitting there in the movie theater watching who came in to see the opening day of this movie and sure enough who came in i think there were like 10 people under 50 and four of them were ushers (laughs) okay so and it was well we know which crowd's going to be in this movie 
here's the, the fun. educated the educated older crowd that actually has a little bit of history knowledge. Well, the history knowledge that came to pack in the theater, Randy. Good good phrase. I'll I'll, I'll steal that from you. They came to pack in the theater. Mm-hmm. The the ushers were commenting that they had never seen the four o'clock showing. Of, this is over. Hushy little theater in Westwood is fun, very comfortable, wonderful theater that they had never seen um, or in a long time. The implication was the 4 o'clock show was packed and they couldn't believe it, okay? Mm. Like, there, there were a few, couple of seats left, and it was like a Friday evening, you know, with Lord of the Rings or something like that. So here was a movie about, quotes the weatherman. Well, kind of vaguely we started remembering and... I, I was thinking it was about the time of Kent State and, oh, Julie Christie. Oh, she's got some great lines in it, too. And I'm not going to tell you exactly how the story goes, but what I will tell you is that after 30 years of being on the lamb, <laughs> Susan <laughs> Sarandon believes that her children are now grown up enough to handle what she's about to do, and she just didn't like being a fugitive. She got tired of being a fugitive. So the Vermont housewife goes to turn herself in, and the FBI, like, one-up her. <laughs> Um, they arrest her before she can turn herself in. They don't want to give her that. And so from the beginning of the movie, you, you just want them to win because what you watch in the bureaucracy and in the theft of even the dignity of giving her the dignity of turning herself in, they take it away from her. Mm. And so it sets up the stage like, you know, what do these guys think they're doing or why can't they let her have that? And mind you, you're talking to an older audience, Randy, so... It's like we, the older you get, the kind of more understanding you get. But also, you come from roots of which you watched historically as people go through things. And one of the lines that Julie Christie has in the movie, and I'm, as I said, I'm not going to give this away. It's just too good. One of the lines she has in the movie now is, yeah, we fought about it then, and the same thing's still going on now. Would I do this again? Yeah. I would get up and I would speak again. You know, would they make the accident? It was an accident that, the, you know, somebody reflected in the bank. That wasn't the intention. There's a lot of stuff written about the weatherman, Randy, but mm-hmm. a lot of it, it, it's not about the fact that the American government actually created this kind of reaction amongst people because they ignored the citizens. I mean, wh- one of the things they show in the movie, Randy, is just tons and tons and tons of footage from that time with people linking their arms and are saying, don't go, don't we don't want Vietnam, okay? Mm-hmm. All these wars, I don't know if you've been reading anything on the wars. <laughs> Ron, Ron Hayes, bless your heart, sent me a good one. And basically it's it's that all wars are actually um, bankers' wars. Had, had, have you ever thought about that? I have actually read that before and heard that. You know, it, there's a lot of truth to it. Try. I can't figure out any war that wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I followed up on the video that Ron sent, and um, I was going back into that. The, the War of 1812 is actually a retaliation in this country because we didn't reestablish the central bank. We didn't get renew the bank's charter because they were so busy stealing even back then. Yeah, they've been at it for a long time. Yeah. So people go, oh, well, this is just a new thing. It's not a new thing. This is just a thing that's been gathering strength. So <laughs> Ron is a research assistant that has faithfully provided me with amusement, to 
some very funny magic tricks and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, information um, about the Galactic Federation and the Galactic Federation, for those of you who know or don't know about how this is, the Galactic Federation is um, is extraterrestrial, and this extraterrestrial federation has been said to be hovering around um, Earth with spaceships to make sure that we don't go off the deep end, um, meaning destroy the Earth before we, we can take care of things. And I don't know how many of you believe in extraterrestrials, but I'll tell you something. Actually, I do. <laughs> this is a figure I think that will surprise you, Randy. I heard that 80% of the American people are aware that we have neighbors, and some of them are terrified about who these neighbors might be, but for the most part, um, the people that know about it and have been following it at all are very happy um, that these people have been here. And it said, Randy, that some of these people actually, um, I guess they're people, (laughs) some of these Mm. beings, sentient beings, actually are the reason that um, some of the catastrophes on Earth haven't been worse. So what do you think about that? Well, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, we'll, know, we'll know soon enough. We would watch a little bit unfold with this uh, North Korea deal. Say more about that. Well, uh, you know, I've I got to tell you, I've been very unplugged from the whole entire thing. When I heard about it, about him threatening to the, the 28-year-old son, uh, threatening to nuke somebody wants us. I just looked at that and said, "Man, I, I, I feel like what's going on is like this big monopoly game." I know George Soros said years ago that he loved playing God, and you know him and many others are in these powerful positions. And you know, there's there's people that work, then there's business owners, and each at the higher it goes, and I don't really mean higher, but. Uh, trying to give like a little pyramid thing, the more chess pieces people play with, the business owners, they move those little chess pieces around. Uh-huh. And you just continue up that pyramid, and up at the very top, they're playing with the big chess pieces. And I just, I read that about all these different threats and things that were going on, and I just tuned it out. And maybe I shouldn't, but I did, because well, I'm just determined to not let this, you know, what can I do? If the guy well, wants to Federation thing that I just checked in on this morning, because I cruise mm-hmm. around and I look at different things. I can't say that everything is true. I don't know okay. if everything is true or not. What I do know is these are the conversations that are being passed around, and I do know there's tr- there, are, there is a lot of truth to some of the things that are being said. I personally, Randy, as a member of the Republic on the same website, saw things that I knew to be untrue about um, President Turner and about the Republic. Okay, at the same time, I've seen things on that website which were true. (laughs) So when we look at all of these things, we look at possibility. And in dialogue, we don't always need know the truth, but in dialogue, what we do is by speaking with each other, we explore and we teach each other things. Very true. And, or... You'll you'll say something which may or may not be true, and I'll say something which may and may not be true, but I just hustle right over to Google, and I check that out, and then I look at all the things they say, some of which could be true and some of which aren't true. I mean, anybody that makes the mistake of thinking everything that they hear and see on the Internet is the truth, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah. You just got to take a step back and know that there is a ton of disinformation out there, and you got to sift through it, and we're so small in this big game that is being played, that we, we will truly not know the whole truth. Uh, I do 
I do hope that this is a non-event. But I think, honestly, I think the guy is 20, you know, he's 28 years old, and he's different from a man who's 50 or 60 years old in the sense that he's now spoke, he's said some things, and wouldn't he look real bad if he didn't do something? So, and he's 28 years old. Uh, For him to spout off at the mouth and just not make good on something, I just, uh, I think we're. I think we're going to see him do something. I think we'll see well, I'm people die. I'm wondering if the. Um, well, part of what the Galactic Federation was saying this morning in in one of the blogs that I was taking a look at was that there wouldn't be a war because what it sounds like to me is this is the the verge. This could be the verge of World War Three. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. Because if he lays a bomb, if he lays a nuke somewhere, it's going to start a war. Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, if, if he was successful, that would probably be global destruction. Mm-hmm. According to, um, I love Sheldon Nidal and his wife, Colleen, and I listened to their call, and I actually listened to the call about a week ago on Agartha, and Agartha is, is what they call inner earth. And inner earth is... a. Um, all planets are hollow, according to the information from the Galactic Federation, including the moon. And inside of Earth is Agartha, and Agartha is heaven in Earth, not <laughs> not heaven on Earth, but heaven in Earth. And um, somebody whose res- work I respect dearly is Lita Albuquerque, and she's actually made expeditions in, as an artist mm-hmm. to the North and to the South Poles doing um, what they call ephemeral art. Do you know what that is? Ephemeral art? No, I don't. Ephemeral art is art that might last for a day or so. Hmm. For instance, um, at one time she did um, colored dye on the grass outside of the Washington Monument, and she she put um, I can't think of the name of the the powder blue cobalt powder powder on the plains in front of the Egyptian pyramids and things of that nature. And she's had some major funding to do these things. And then she makes videos of them. Recently, last year, she actually did spine. She did something called Spine of the Earth, um, in a in a park south of here, with people dressed in orange jumpsuits, being spines, and going down this mountainside. It's profound stuff. Check out. That's interesting. Uh, go to Lita Albuquerque, and that's spelled like the city Albuquerque, New Mexico. Go to LitaAlbuquerque.com, and you'll find some of the things that she's up to. So she, <laughs> I've been trying to talk to her. I haven't had, haven't connected, but I wanted to talk to her about um, Agartha, what's going on there. So here we have these hor- this horror show going on on the outside. We have Robert Redford really subtly, and I call it subtle because everybody in the theater knew what was going on. I, I, don't, I hope younger people see this movie and realize, and other people that haven't waken up yet, Randy, that they see this movie and they realize that the government has been um, not representing the people for years. If our government quotes our democracy, I put quotes around that, uh, if they honestly honored what the people wanted, none of these wars would be happening, and that's why I think we need to look at the fact that these probably... I can't think of a war that wouldn't be a banker's war. What war do you know of? Yeah, I don't that was know. That actually one. started by a person, right? You know what bothers me about all of this is I remember when the Olympics were going on and this picture was taken of an American 
and an Iranian with their arms around each other. Yeah. Remember that, I don't know if you saw their backs, and it said which country each one was from. The thing is, is the people are not interested in any of these wars. We just want to live our life. We just want to be happy. Well, why would you be interested in wars? We're paying for them, okay? Mm -hmm. We're paying for them with our money from our pockets and our children's lives. And when I look at this, the war veterans, I I cannot tell you how upset I get about this. So Mm -hmm. the fact that somebody shot a gun off in a bank, which they claimed was not intentional, you know, that mm-hmm. they should, of course, been in the bank doing what they were doing. But at the same time, our country should not have been ignoring its citizens. And there, there's enough footage in the film, Randy, so you can see that the citizenry was quite clear about how we felt about these wars. And then, was it Anselm Rothschild, I think, the first Rothschild banker of note, who said, you know, basically give me a control of a country's money and I don't care what else happens. I mean, that's a crude version of what he said. Mm-hmm. But he manipulated, he started manipulating finances um, with Napoleon. You know, he, he took over France and he also took over England by manipulating the results of war. So even those wars were were bankers' wars. Well, that actually helps add a little bit of truth. You know, the people, all, all they hear is propaganda. But there's a picture and it shows, uh, there's a picture that's been circulating, it shows Iran's bank. And then they show the, the Central IMF. Bank of Iraq or Iran. Uh, Iran, yeah, they haven't succumbed to this whole uh, international fund, like the World Bank. And what do we always do? We always talk about how bad they are. We need to go after them. We need to take them down. Um, the only thing our our government has really focused on that I can see, since I've started paying attention, is the countries that are not a part of the bank, the World Bank. We go right. after every country, and we tear down their leader, and we take them over, all in the name of democracy, and we say it's all about protecting our freedoms here, and it's only countries that are not a part of the World Bank. Somebody should look it up. <laughs> I think I'm talking truth here. I think you're talking truth here, too, and that's pretty frightening. Uh, what can I say? The company you keep, that's the name of the movie. And, of course, it made me start thinking about the company we keep, Randy. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I keep the company of people that that are looking for information. I keep the I keep the company of people that remember that we started as a republic and that we've had so many coats of shellac poured over it and <laughs> color brown with BS in it um, mm-hmm. that we need to come in and do some serious house rejuvenation, restructure, uh, find the bones of the republic again, and start polishing stuff up because it ain't working, folks. The whole thing is that what we've done, that what they've done is they've created a debt economy and they've made themselves quadrillionaires off just the national debt. Do you have any idea how much that national debt is at this point? It's in the trillions, isn't it, Randy? Yeah, it's even it's even higher, whatever's after trillion, if you add in the, all the derivatives. Uh, how do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But people would just, uh, they think it's about $15 trillion or something, but... It's it's well over that. What whatever's after trillion, I know it's okay. I know we're well over five hundred trillion. I was given this number, so whatever. Five hundred trillion. That's what I was told. With all, if you add up all the derivatives, because people are the corporations are supposed to have something in their bank, and actually this month is the trigger month where they have to actually account for these. 
something to do with derivatives. Again, it's not my knowledge. There's a good guy out there that's real smart in this quarter. <laughs> I'm sure Porter Stansberry. I wish I could help got, them. I wish I could help them. Yeah. Porter Stansberry puts out some really good videos, and he talks about the figures, and uh, he's just really smart about it. So uh, they could look him up and find out exactly. He knows exactly how much the debt is, and he throws the well, figure out there. It's crazy. Mike Vitale, are you listening? Because if you are, you, do you have any idea on how much the debt is? We'll just patiently wait and see if he shows up or we'll have another conversation. He's got his hands full at the control panels. Sometimes, though, he just really gets out here and tosses himself in. So nice. what you're looking at is the situation is out of hand. That debt can never be paid. It's not even a real debt. It's actually, You know, Randy, when you when I found out they had, like, loans 17 or $16 trillion to banks and we were supposed to have a $14 trillion deficit, something like that mm-hmm. at that time, mm-hmm. I went then that means we don't know anything. Yeah. If they took our, quotes money, mm-hmm. and they paid it to the European banks to save whatever the European bank was too big to fail, then I say we don't owe any money. Oh, I say, I've said that all along. I've said that all along, especially when I was running for state senate. I said that is not our debt. And, you know, I found my kids starting to say, Every child is born now with 55000 in debt, and I said it a few times myself. No, we don't have this debt. We're born free. And that debt is the government, and the, and the government is the ones that are out of control and spending the money. Not us. We well, nobody asked me. Not, maybe they're actually following their plan to the letter. I think they are. Oh, this is all by design. That, that All of this out-of-control spending... Uh, $1 billion on vacations for the Obamas, um, you know, when, when Did you say billion? This, yeah, one, I think it was $1 billion uh, spent on vacations in his first four years. And $1 billion with a B? Yeah, look it up. I Where else are they visiting? Well, they take their whole entourage with them. All that the bodyguards, A billion is a lot of money. Yes, taxpayers' dollars. That is not my debt. I barely took a vacation in those four years. <laughs> well, you know, the more you read, the more you get, you can get your dander up. Because I, I actually saw paperwork from the 1880s from a banker describing U.S. citizens as ch- cattle, oh, like yeah. livestock, and I was like, "What?" And it was uh, the units of citizens or something like that. Uh, had reached such and such, and we were actually being used as collateral, which is why um, the government is so anxious to um, drop all kinds of uh, little codes and things of that nature about immigration uh, because they actually want, they they don't care if people go through um, a citizenship process or not. I do. My dad came down from Canada, and if he wanted to be a U.S. citizen, he actually had to go to school and go through all of this stuff and learn all these different things about the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and be able to recite it. Then he had to make an oath to this country that he would support it, and then he became a U.S. citizen. I don't see that happening here, Randy. Right. With, yeah. You know, amnesty given to 72 trillion people or whatever the thing is. You tell, of course, I use those figures so that you know I'm exaggerating. But, of course, the whole thing's a bloody exaggeration. So I you did have see in some area they are phasing out the word illegal immigrant. Uh, it's actually becoming not legal. And, uh, and I, I just briefly read it yesterday. Couldn't, couldn't retell you where it was, but um, they're phasing out that word. You know, it's just part of the 
No, because they want they want the body count. This is all about body count. Okay, this is about bankers' body count and collateral. Mm-hmm. Doesn't well, it matter if your collateral comes home with one leg missing, or um, oh God, I, I just the imagery of of how the men and women who go to the different places of the world to quote fight for our country. My left foot. Mm-hmm. You can tell a little bit of the stain here. You know, I had better actually get in here right now and have a sip of Sir Jason Winter tea because I need to calm down. <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> Randy, Sir Jason Winter tea does it for me. This is peach. Oh, that sounds yummy. Um, peach tea, Sir Jason Winter tea. Hop on over to our website at wakingupinamerica.com and please, I've, I've I'm I'm getting a new webmaster. We're a couple of <laughs> we're, we're we're a little bit behind on getting the shows updated, uh, but the uh, sponsor links on the right hand side of the page work perfectly. And uh, I'd like to invite you actually to go over there and check out Sir Jason Winter Tea. This tea has really amazing properties to it. It was it had a particular design in mind. Uh, a man that was designing this, Sir Jason, actually was suffering from a very serious condition that begins with a C. And um, this tree was his remedy, and he lived another good number of years after developing it, and it actually has ingredients from uh, China, from England, and from the United States. And when they were combined, it created a tea that made an extremely strong immune system and actually cured a lot of things that people think have to kill you. Uh, next on the list, we have Protandum. Take a look at that. This 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 stuff is just so amazing. It's why I one of the reasons I sound adorable and younger is because I take Protandin every day. And I had mm, I'd started remembering things when I started taking Protandin. I started to laugh. It was the reverse of Alzheimer's. It was like, oh gosh, I forgot I had done that. So when you get older, certain things become precious to you, like your ability to be bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, your memory. Um, in CW's case, it, it actually reduces his diabetic level. And the results on this have been just absolutely amazing. And why don't you tell people um, a sentence or two on 42action.org? Well, I'd like to uh, talk about what's going on today. I'm actually... Uh, hosting and moderating a class. It's called USC Title 42 Lawsuit. And we're actually, we have several incredible speakers that are going to be on that have filed successful Title 42s. Our class today is from 12 to 4 Eastern. And on Sunday, 12 to 4 Eastern. And we will record it. Uh, the suggested donation for the class is 3.95, and they can just go straight over to the website and click the donate button and uh, Three dollars and ninety-five cents. Oh, I wish. No, three hundred ninety-five. <laughs> We're doing eight hours and lots of documents and uh, incredible guest speakers that are coming in. So, uh, people will be able to file a Title Forty-Two straight into federal court by uh, the end of the day on Sunday. Um, it is a step-by-step. In fact, I worked on it until about four o'clock. Tell people this what a Title Forty-Two is, because not everybody knows what that is. Yeah. Okay. Well, in layman's terms, a Title 42 is, you know, I, I could give the, the big definition, but it's better to go small. Um, and it's a lawsuit. It's a civil rights lawsuit where, let's say a cop acted unlawfully. He acted Gosh, out of the a... scope of his duty. And when uh-huh. he did that, he was lawless. 
but he took an oath to the Constitution to not be lawless, and you can go and hold him accountable for that. Oh, that's good. So 42s are to hold people accountable. Yes. And uh, there's another form that you can add to that lawsuit, which would be an 18, if that cop was a... Uh, corrupt, if he lied or committed fraud or was violent, things like that, you can add a Title 18 into that, which is a criminal element to the lawsuit, and he would be stripped of his ability to work in an official capacity ever again. Oh, that's perfect. So uh, I'm going to go back to the other commercials, so keep your ear full with that one and check out 42action.org. Randy Shannon is in action. She's that kind of woman, and that's one of the reasons I am so delighted to have her as uh, my co-host here on Our American Cafes, Waking Up in America. So, hey, while you're over there, you checked out Rotan and Wright. When you go into the website, when you follow the link, make sure that you you sign up because you actually get Protanin for $10 a month less. Sign up as a member, and then you can cancel it any time that you want to. Uh, also, CleaningCompany.com is over there, and CleaningCompany.com is actually a 5,000-year-old process for cleaning out your eustachian tubes, which, by the way, are going under heavy attack right now from the chemtrails and things like that. So your body processes what it goes through, be it poor foods or whatever it does, and it releases these toxins, and one of the places they go to is the eustachian tubes. And then people get stiff necks, and then there's so much debris in there that... Um, their eustachian tubes start to swell, and all kinds of things happen. So check out coneyandcompany.com, and there's a link for you there on the website towards the bottom of the page. Also check out drvalerie.com, because I <laughs> I did a good one back in 1984. I actually invented a process that uses breath that clears trauma, all kinds of trauma from the past, little traumas, big traumas. And the interesting thing about that is is when you clear up trauma, you actually improve a point of view. And I cannot tell you how much that is. If you see people that are always angry and raging around, some of that is because they just have no process for letting go of trauma. So I can give you a free demonstration of that. You can give me a call at 310-455-8623. Once again, that's 310-455-8623. And if you're an actor, you've worked with a forum, or um, you do that kind of work, you'll love this process because those are the people that get it the fastest and move the fastest through it. Also, people that keep lists of the things that they want to get. That's the right word for it: demagnetized or desensitized. Anything you're really super that you're you're super agitated about. <clears throat> That usually is something from the past being triggered in the present moment. Now, Tad Patterson does some fine work, too, and his group is You Have the Right, and he's got all kinds of information and different lectures and things of that nature and all about keeping your home and um, different things that have happened, education. You might want to just find out, because I can tell you, as a historian, they aren't putting what's going on in the history books in a straight way. So... And I have a degree in history from UCLA that proves that I know something about that. So I am telling you, our history is being twisted, turned upside down, and lied about. Now, one of the things that I like is you can tell from our advertisers that I'm real partial to stuff that makes a difference to you as a human being, okay? And I'm just putting this out for you, okay? Alkaline water. You give alkaline water to your plants, to your family, 
to your animals, alkaline, restructured, ionized water. There are two companies that I know of that I like. Um, one of them is Kangen Water, and the other one um, is Alcaviva. And if you give me uh, a call, I will give you a referral to either one of those companies because this water, <laughs> I started to think, if I could put something on my tombstone, Randy, about how I affected the most for the most people, mm-hmm. I mean, I've done 26 years of radio, so I've talked to a lot of people. Right. I've done a lot of emotional clearing that's actually altered the course of people's lives that I can see it, you know, right in the moment. Mm-hmm. But if I could get everybody on this planet drinking restructured, microclustered alkaline water, it actually heals a lot of the injuries. It, it, it does a lot of stuff. Good water makes such a huge difference. You yourself have, have um, good water, so you know what that's like. Um, I would be called Aqua Woman. <laughs> You're like <laughs> Aqua Woman. Uh, because I always think in terms of my mother was always concerned that I, I thought about too much. <laughs> I think in terms of what could I do that would make the biggest difference on this planet to the most number of people and cir- circumstances and situations. And it, if it could, would be that you would drink the number of glasses of water a day that are this alkaline restructured ionized microclustered water. They call it microclustered, Randy, because it, the, the um, molecules are half the size. Mm, so they actually, okay. most people die of dehydration, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you can't be as dehydrated with this because the clusters of water go into the cells easier because they're half the size. So I really want to encourage people to check that out. And um, as I say, you can you can do that by speaking with me and getting a referral from it. Both companies are good in my opinion, and there's different reasons for different products. Also, want to give uh, a thank you to Stardust, who's been uh, helping faithfully mail. <laughs> and, and Ra, you ought to be excited about hearing about the Galactic Federation because I I heard that they're supposed to be. Oh gosh, what's the name of this ship? But it has something to do with raw in it <laughs> so that's raw's name so your friends are coming raw i don't know if he's an extraterrestrial or not but it sure would be fun you weren't on the show randy when i asked colleen who's sheldon's wife <laughs> right i said so colleen i said so how many extraterrestrials do you think there are on earth you know because we've been hearing this conversation for years right now i think the first spaceships were seen back in the 1800s Okay. And she goes, Val, dear, how many humans are there on Earth? And I said, I don't know, 8 billion, something like that. And she goes, dear, humans are not indigenous to Earth. And I went, oh, my God, we're all extraterrestrials. <laughs> I just heard something about that this, this week. I don't know what. I don't you think that's funny? Somebody. Yeah, it is pretty funny. Well, here's, here's, here's funny. Before I forget about the last few people here that I want to mention, we can talk more about that. Really, one of the best friends of Waking Up in America has been El Pinto Restaurant in Albuquerque. So you can find their salsa. It's it's global salsa. Th- these guys, Jim and John Thomas, are selling salsa all over the world, and it started right in Albuquerque. So check the guys out. They have a destination rest- restaurant in Albuquerque, and they're salsa at least I know can be found at Ralph's that's where I usually pick up mine so 
it's all about healthier. It's all about a better idea. It's all about um, evolving yourself. So hope hope this helps. And in case you're scratching your head right now and you're wondering how much it does help, <laughs> if you made yourself a little bit bald, you actually want to go check out lindacaymans.com. And that Linda is is L I N D A and then K A M M I N S dot com. I'm sitting here with some of the curliest hair you ever laid eyes on, and I used to lament when I was a kid, Randy, that my hair was curly. And then as I got older and it started getting flatter and duller, I started to miss the curls. Well, when the Caymans, when I went over to her her salon for a treatment to find out what it was that she was up to, she actually gave me this bottle of spray stuff, and when I put it on my hair, my hair curls up in little ringlets like I was this adorable kid again. Oh. I know, I know, I know. And right now I'm sitting here looking with these, and my hair is so shiny. And, and oh, God, it's so hard to admit this. I don't like white hair, Randy. I do not like white, white hair. White or blonde? Me. Huh? What, are you saying white or blonde? White. Or I don't want white hair gray? in my head. <laughs> okay. Well, people go gray or they go white. I don't like either of it. Okay. I like my hair looking like it looks. <laughs> okay. So I I dye my hair. Okay, but here's here's the thing that will freak you out. People that dye their hair. And they have either white or gray hair, a lot of it in there. And the reason I'm not minding that Jewish people wear yarmulkes, but I didn't want one. Because okay. when I let my hair grow in, it's really kind of pretty. But for some reason, it looks like I'm wearing a yarmulke on the, my head in the back, and it's all dark brown. You're funny. It's a, it's a strange thing, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it's so strange. I'm sorry. I don't go around with a perpetual yarmulke. Okay. So anyway... I started dyeing my hair. I was uh, I was in the feminist movement, and I shaved my legs. What can I tell you? I've always been swimming upstream. Mm-hmm. That's good. Good news. I'm so glad you know. <laughs> so Make here sure. I am. What happens, though, when you dye your hair, and your hair is gray or white underneath somewhere, then what happens is if you look at it from a distance or you see it in a picture with your, when your back is turned, it looks like you've gone bald back there okay. because you have the dark hair on top, and then you have the original hair, or not the original hair, for God's sake, the evolved into grayness or whiteness hair underneath. And if you look at it from a distance, it's like, oh, my God, I'm going bald, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I wasn't. It was just because I hadn't been dyeing my hair like every two weeks. Mm. So, but it freaked me out bad enough that I wanted to find out what could be done for people, meaning me, who was losing their hair. And Linda Caymans is just astounding with what she does. So I really recommend that you check her out. She's in Los Angeles. I believe she sells her products online as well. And just know that everybody I saw coming out of her place, including me, we were smiling. So there's a lot going on in this country, Randy, when you think that actually, you're, you know, you, has your hair started to turn gray yet? Well, I'm a blonde, so it's it would be hard to see if it actually is or not. That is me. so not fair. Yeah, I do agree. Fair. It's not fair. I I agree. But I will if not argue she was dark haired, I guarantee you she would be going gray too. Because what's been going on in this country is just stressful. Well, I'd like to say I have no gray hair whatsoever. So you like to say that, but can you honestly say that, or is that um, just what you want to say? Yeah, it's just what I want to say. I have seen some. It's funny. Um, 
on me when because I'm a blonde when I do find one it's actually it's almost it almost looks like a, a brown a, lo- a brown hair or a uh-huh. dark dark gray it's not coming in light it's weird <laughs> it's opposite so <laughs> I am going to say that ninety. I was watching the 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 heads, okay, because I, I was I actually think about you know hair and things like that. I was watching the heads of the people coming into the movie show yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got the older man who has his head shaved. We've okay. got we had all these people with all these with some of them with canes and stuff. I have to swear it, it actually made me feel old to be sitting in the movie theater amongst all these older people. But at the same time, what you said earlier, Randy. Mm-hmm. These are the people that know the history. These are the people that have been around. These are the people that have seen the transitions. We're yeah. the people that are watching the transitions right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, What's they, happening to our younger kids? You know, I don't know. Do you have a pulse on that? Well, there is a huge sector of, of younger people, and I'm impressed by them that do get involved, but then you have this establishment government who makes like they're worthless, that they don't mean anything, that, you know, they don't know anything. But they are out there. They're very well, they independent. Tried. I was going very... they tried very hard to make sure they don't know anything because mm-hmm. what's happening in the schools is frightening. Yeah, the but these people are not picking sides like Republican or Democrat. These, these people are saying we're independent, we're, we're free thinkers, and they get shot down for that like they're naive or something. But they're out there, and they're out there in droves, actually. They're in a high number. It's just, you know, they're not going to... They're. I didn't even know about this movie. So the, this group of people that is free thinkers, they're not watching the... Like, I never have my television on. My kids never have it on because we know it's a propaganda box, so, Ab- you know. Absolutely, absolutely. You turn on the television for the weather, and even that's not real. I have mm-hmm. something, though, that I'm rather proud of. Robert yeah. Redford and I were born on the same, not the same year, but the same day. And so mm-hmm. when I got home last night, I was so turned on by, he puts this thing out just so well. Mm-hmm. He just puts it out well. He, I, I, I can't say any better than that. And all the actors are just so good at what they're doing and the poignancy of what they're saying. Because here, mind you, this was being said 50 years ago, okay? Mm-hmm. So these guys are all 50 years older. Okay, and they're all in their late 60s and early 70s and stuff like that. And a lot of them, you know, a lot of them didn't, you know, there there weren't a lot of killings going on or anything like that. There were a couple of things that went wrong and some people that lost their cool. But we'll say that there's two to ever, however many hundred thousand people have been killed by various countries in the world, and we'll call those the bankers' wars. I like that title. I, mm-hmm. I consider the bankers responsible for these wars. I can't see any other reason for, you know, the hit list where they go through and, as you were mentioning earlier, how the, basically go and they attack any country that's not in the central banking system that they want. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, this movie, I, I'm I'm imploring anybody that's older to go see it and remember what we used to feel and the passion that we used to feel. What's also interesting in the movie is to see how, quote, all of the terrorists evolved. <laughs> mm. um, they're, they're doing their best. I, I sound like pro, pro-terrorist. pro I'm not really No, you know what? The, everybody's waking up to this, so, you know, you're, you're not. People are waking up, and if they just do a little research, 
they, they'll find out. You know what I have found? Well, go ahead. You make your point. And no, I'm gonna... go ahead. There is a phenomenal website to get news that is just straight-laced and to the point. And they actually wrote a f- just an incredible article uh, just this week. Let me see if I have it. The website is naturalnews.com. And uh, they actually wrote uh, Mike Adams, the health ranger. He's been known in the health field for a long time, naturopath. Uh, incredible, good man. It just I can't say enough good things. There's an article that was written. It says, why nearly all state gun control laws being passed today will soon be null and void. And everyone should look up that article. Because there's just a few reasons, but he goes into great depth into this article. And he says things that most people don't want to come off of their lips uh. because of, the you know, fearing this government. I mean, when you fear your government, you know there's problems. That's what and, I think. why I think Robert Redford is, is such a powerful human being. And you mentioned earlier, I can't remember if we did that on the show or before, about how much you respected Susan Sarandon. Here's an interesting thing, though, because I believe, I really do believe that um, astrology is an indicator of such. So here we have Robert Redford, who was born on the same day I am, and he was actually born in the city that I grew up in. Now, don't you think that's interesting? Yeah, I do. I lived in Santa Monica. I was going to be, <laughs> my plan was to be mayor of Santa Monica. I still may do that. Mm-hmm. Um, Robert Redford was born in Santa Monica, too, and I remembered actually seeing him in a restaurant there and thinking, oh, that's funny because he's in Utah, right? Come to find out he has um, production offices and things like that in Santa Monica. So here are two astrological signs that really share a lot in common. He and I have both been into the um, environment and things of that nature. You know, there are people that say there's no global warning and warming going on and stuff like that, Randy, but... If you go out and look at the messes that we've left in different places and the nuclear waste, do you know that when we dump nuclear waste in one of our 200 nuclear parks, that that waste area is out of circulation for over like a a million years or something like that, or 200,000 or something outrageous? Yeah, I know it's got to be pretty big because there was an island that was nuked and nuked and nuked and... Uh, the people started to get, well, they were evacuated for many years, and then finally some of the ancestors went back, and then they still got sick. It was just... Where was the island? island? You was know, this in the I, South Pacific? It, yeah, it definitely was uh, South yeah. Pacific. okay. So... And, okay, yeah, people just was, continued to get cancer 50 years later. It's just well, terrible. Well, under... That island that you're talking about is 1,200 miles away from Tahiti. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in the 80s, I was in Tahiti with my friends two weeks after they'd set off nuclear bombs there, okay? Mm-hmm. Thinking that, because, it, and I noticed when I was in Tahiti, by the way, Randy, which I had gone to see the coral and stuff like that, the coral was dead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You, instead of seeing brilliant live coral, there was all this gray coral around, and I said to the people, what's going on? What's that all about? And they go, oh, the t- French have been testing. Mm, the French yep. had been testing at this island. And what happened was we all got nauseated, okay? And then in Club Med, there were a whole bunch of people throwing up all over the place. Really? And they tried to tell us it was the flu. Well, I was freaked out. Because <laughs> I didn't think it was the flu. I thought it had something to do with radiation, and I had been part of a program called Health Med. 
which I had detoxed my body here in, in Los Angeles in a 30-day program that was quite intensive where you had to go into saunas for four hours a day and drink all of this stuff and with vitamin B and trick the your fatty tissues in your body to release the toxins that it got in it. So when I when I got home, I I went over there and I I had grad quotes graduated from the program, Randy, but they told me that I could come back. Mm. So I went back for because I I just couldn't I couldn't get over all these sick people throwing up all over the place and uh when I was sitting in the sauna again for another little like refresher of the work, you go into the you you take certain vitamins and then you exercise and then you go into sauna for four hours and a particular combination of things causes the toxins to be released from your fatty tissues. They said, "How did you get nuclear radiation poisoning?" They oh, asked no. me. They asked me. Wow! Mind you, I was twelve hundred miles away two weeks afterwards. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. So, that brings me, I, I have some videos, and I, I haven't looked at them yet, but a friend of mine sent them to me because you've mentioned uh, a couple different things. Uh, you mentioned chemtrails and detoxing and the ear candling and things. Apparently on Coast to Coast with George Norrie, there was three separate scientists. I don't even think they knew who each other was. They each did separate experiments on chemtrails, whether it was air samples, ground samples, water samples, all of the above, and they took apart what the toxins were that they were finding in there, and they found nuclear waste. And apparently, uh, these videos that somebody sent me, which I will get them over to you this morning, it shows the actual nuclear waste on fish, uh, on on the human body, and uh, every one of these scientists Every one of them that went on his show individually is now dead. Well, <laughs> Shannon Sobel, when I carried the Olympic torch in 1984, if I can find a picture I can send you, you'll see that I'm wearing a medal around my neck, and I was wearing a medal for Shannon Sobel. And Shannon Sobel was a friend of mine, and she was about 25 years old. And mm-hmm. her family went to um, Las Vegas, Nevada, and they were having tour buses out to the nuclear testing site outside of Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Well, Shannon's family went, and that was the biggest mistake of their lives because within 10 years, three of them were dead, including Shannon. Really? Really. And that's why I've got Shannon's Shannon's medal around my neck as I carried the Olympic torch in 1984 because mm. she couldn't be there because she was dead of cancer at 25. The only person left in the whole family, oh, God, I cannot, I mean, my, oh, God, was the mother who watched her children and her husband die, and I don't know why the mother survived. Hmm. Can you imagine what that would be like, Randy, for you to take your kids on a vacation thing and then watch them die? No. No, not at all, actually. No. Wouldn't want to do that. Wouldn't want to deal with that. Well, you know, one of the things when I was in that health med place, one of the things that happened was um, I had a flashback to mm-hmm. being in the orange orchard, and I could even tell you what I was wearing, and this horrible stench came out of my body, and they came out, and they put a plastic sheet over my arm and collected some of the toxins that had been released. Well, guess what was released? It was um, pesticides from um, 
I lived in Ojai, okay, mm-hmm. in the, in the Ojai area, and I remember yeah. being like eight or nine years old. I can tell you that I was wearing this little dress my mother had made me. It was so cute with a Peter Pan collar, a uh, little white Peter Pan collar, because I saw the whole thing. It just like flashed on my screen, and I was sitting there, uh, standing there actually, watching the guys with the long sticks or spray things spraying the orange trees for pesticides. Mm-hmm. You got to know they've got to. They ought to, all had to die early. Oh sure. What after that stuff came out of my system? <laughs> this is the most amazing thing on the planet to me. I got eleven points new in IQ and thirty percent peripheral vision by doing nothing other than getting that poison out of my system. And how did you get it out? Through Health Med, this this sauna program. Mm. I remember when I was younger hearing about Ojai, and I was in Pennsylvania, and I remember reading an article about Ojai, and um, Larry Hagman, your friend, was at the forefront yeah. of the fight because of, what was it? It was the all the electric, uh, the electric, well, um, electricity that was... He put in solar at his, at his place was Heaven North. He had a... Yeah. I remember you he said that, but what was there? the actual, like the cancer rates or something in Ohio were extremely high, right? I don't know about that. I don't know about that one. What I do know about was is that when the, when the grid crashed in the Midwest, remember, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, Larry took a look at it and said, I'm not doing that. And he put in like $200,000 worth of solar. Mm-hmm. Okay, his electric bill went from $37 a month to 13 37000 a month to thirteen. So mm. one of the things that I love so much about Larry was that it, it, it was all natural to him, what you're talking about, mm-hmm. Randy. It, was, it would just be like, well, that's not right, and then he'd go do something. Right. And that's what I liked about him so much. He, he had the capacity to go, that's not right. Let me just take care of that. <laughs> Without going through any kind of hoopty law or making anybody wrong or anything, he just, of course, he had enormous capacity. <laughs> says Jr. If you want to check out his website, um, uh, it says uh, look up Larry Hagman. He's got a, a a relatively new website. I think it came out like a couple of weeks before he died, and it's basically uh, his character Jr. is saying uh, he he loved being Jr. And on the website, he talks about um, evil doing good. <laughs> so mm. He had a terrific sense of humor, and he was just a treasure to be around. But it wasn't just that he was a funny, funny, wonderful man. It was that he had the capacity to take action and make things happen. You know, Ed Asner is a bit like that, too. So these guys aren't just... These guys are not and weren't just stars simply because they were good actors or whatever. They mm-hmm. were connected, and they are connected, and I don't want to put Ed Asner into the past tense because he's a treasure. No, thank God for the elders because the elders will remind us that this isn't the first time that we've been around with this harky malarkey that's been going on. And, Randy, we've just got a couple minutes left in the show, and if there's anything you would like to rant and rave about <laughs> for, like, um, say, a minute, go for it. Well, you know, I just want to tell people kind of the same thing that I say every week is shut the TV off, go out, and just breathe the fresh air and enjoy life. Be free. We were born free. We weren't born with all this just bunk strapped on us. Just go out and be free. 
shut that stuff off. And when you're ready to get into the fight, go to 42action.org. And if you had anything lawless happen to you, you literally have about one hour left to get get registered for the course. It's going to be incredible. Uh, life doesn't have to be bad. Join the fight. Get into it. Stand up for our country. Stand up for our kids. The future there kids. There you go. Yeah. This is for you. Hey, Robert this Redford, thank you for what you're doing, Susan Sarandon, and the rest of you. I hear the tinkling of the, our music in my ears. This program has been brought to you by Laughing Dragon Entertainment, our radio partners, FunnyCompany.com, Dr. James Murphy, Dennis Weaver and Larry Hagman in memoriam, and DrValerie.com, and Doctor is all spelled out. We thank our producers and sponsors, Ron Hayes, our research assistant. Big thanks to you and our team at Voice America, Jeff Spinard, Nathan Jett, Brad Comer, Ryan treasure we love we treasure you ryan <laughs> and to mike vitale and ron simon at, at cumulus radio um thanks to bent Magan for our theme music almost ordinary people which is available to you as a free guest send me a, an email at val at waking up in america.com and remember sidious Altius, fortius do a miss for today give someone a boost and go see that movie the, the company you keep um, it's got something to say to you, and it's got something to remind people of, and uh, have a great week. Thanks, Randy. Thank you. Welcome to Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkgaard. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of Valerie, her guests, and callers. Now here's your host, Valerie Kirkgaard.